Brian Powell of Iron Far here with Jim Walmsley after his fifth place finish at the 2017 UTMB. How are you, Jim? Doing all right. How are you? All right. Is your uh, your best hundred mile finish? Highest place. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of positives to build off of off of this race. Well, what were some of the most positive takeaways you um, had? It's probably the most complete experience I've had in a hundred. Highs and lows, battling through that. Uh, doing a race running through the night, um, a mountainous 100 miler, uh, towing the line and putting a good foot forward with Francois and Killian and getting to run with a lot of miles with those guys, mm -hmm. but actually get to feel like their fitness and some of their strengths and stuff in a race. So, um, and then also being able to find a rebound somehow. I'm not sure where it necessarily came from, but my stomach just kind of started to settle again and was able to get some calories back in and the legs quickly followed and is, then... Is that the first time in a long ultra where you've gone from, you know, you ride well, high and then you crash at some point? The only thing comparable is maybe Lake Sonoma 2015. Yeah. Um, there was a bit of a crash in that, but half the distance, not the, not the same yeah not the same so so that's a real positive takeaway knowing yeah. that you can that can happen you it don't can have happen to... it's not the end and i don't think i was mentally treating it like it was the end but it was just yeah i i need to problem solve right now and i'm not sure what the solution is but uh i'm searching for it and that's where i found myself well let's rewind a little bit uh going into the race it's probably the best trail ultra marathon field ever yeah uh, you're in there. You know Francois, Killian, Xavier are yeah. all there. Like, and did you just like go out and set the pace from the gun? So there, there are a couple things of. I don't think I really wanted them to just be super comfortable, but at the same time, I didn't want to run off the front per se, or run through the night by myself. Like running through the night by myself in front of those guys, I think is a very bad choice. Yeah. So, um, like, but when I was running in the front, I was running 30 meters ahead of them, looking back, basically letting them say, like, set the pace, but keeping it moving and keeping it honest. Mm -hmm. Like, not, not fast honest, but we're moving. Yeah. And uh, instead of relaxing and waiting for just the late mountains, because all three of those guys are coming in undefeated at UTMB races yeah. they're all just aces when it comes to 20 hour plus in the mountains grinding and a lot of that is brand new to me and mm -hmm. so but them being right there behind me gave me a good thumbs up of like no worries like it's fine yeah so you come into Lake Contamine sort of the same situation uh and in there, you were kind of talking a little bit of strategy. What were you thinking you were doing uh, after like Contamine? Was there like a plan to like go to a certain Fueling point? was going good. Running was going good. Legs, it felt like it, it was going to be the day. And um, I could feel that, I mean, you're 20 miles in. Take it all relative of like, yeah, if you want to move on anything, those guys are so even keeled. They're not going to react. They're going to be like, okay. And uh but just early running and miles I was sharing with them and feeling 
each other running. Um, it, I drew confidence off of what I was feeling yeah. and my instincts off of that. And yeah, so you come into Cormier, yeah. same thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's now down to you killing I, and having Francois. a little bit of blister problems. That was the first time I switched shoes because I felt a hot spot that didn't really go away. And then on the ball of your feet, or that was on my heel. Okay. So I think the weather up in Col de Bonhomme, uh, I think I got some dirt or mud in my shoe and didn't really quite realize it, and probably had some rubbing in the back mm-hmm. of my heel. And essentially, what might have just been a short-term hot spot eventually turned into a blister and like a lot of times that can be a bit of a death sentence so um immediately get to Cormier, switch socks put on some squirrels nut butter on my feet and go into the speed goats as opposed to the um mafati speed so so you head out of there for i mean francois heads out a couple minutes early dude he, he blasted the aid stations like he's just in and out in and out of every one because i'm like <laughs> Oh, I got like a minute on them, like a minute. I can see them right there. Like we're together. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm like, oh, we'll see like how they go. And Killian was more on the same page of like, oh, yeah, let's, let's have some chips. And, you know, it's kind of nice. And then Francois just business. And he didn't change his shoes or socks all race. And it was just like, he was just He's a machine. solid. Yeah. yeah, he was good. I mean, the whole takeaway with everything was just those guys are relentless did you guys um, regroup somewhere out of uh cormier we did you form yeah, up a group again yeah so or were you uh, ever just like the three of you running together rather than you just off the front yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> almost all of um cold mm-hmm. was uh in italy and then it's on the descent from cold to uh mason vl mm-hmm. um kind of the little refuge there's a flat part that goes to the lake yeah and that's just a part where like well, it's flat, it's runnable. I'm not exerting extra energy per se, but those are areas where I can make them a little more uncomfortable. I mean, I don't think I really made those two guys very uncomfortable Yeah. Um, too much. They, they had solid races start to finish and, and stuff. So, um, but those are parts where if I'm gonna try to create an advantage for me and my strengths, um, those are some of the parts where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna run this. like. It's all relative, but um, so I came into Cormier a little ahead, but it was the flat section. Yeah. And then um, Francois was the first one out. I ran past him on the road and feeling so good at that point of like, I don't want to make a move until Switzerland, but at the same time, knowing like, if I can get away and I'm feeling good, it's like, I've never raced them. I don't know if I can do that mm-hmm. to those guys. and. It didn't happen this weekend, but I mean, I kept telling him after the race, like, I want to hop in another race with you guys. It didn't discourage you. Like, not only that, it was, it was really fun to have those guys to run with. And like, even one of us would get a little tired and we just switch pacing a bit and like switch who's, who's doing kind of the pulling up the hill. So there is time. I mean, yeah, unspoken, you're. Yeah. You're working together. Like. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> there was definitely, like, the three of us are separating. Um, and their experience and how talented they are, I think, showed. Yeah. Of I wasn't able to hang on, but next well, time, maybe a little longer. Or, where, what, where were things you know? looking like at the top of uh, Grand Colferre? 
They were fine. It was really, really cold yeah. up there when we made the top. Um, but were you all still together there? Yeah. Yeah. Grand call for, or Killian was back a little bit. So mm-hmm. I probably worked with Francois more than Killian. I think. Did you sense that he was tired in, at all? Yeah, yeah. I got into Cormier. And he I wasn't think, just dilly-dallying. He was. No, no. Throwing. In Cormier, I'm like, my feeling was Killian felt the pace mm-hmm. more than Francois. Francois was just strong. Um, and he didn't have as much lagging if I tested anything. Um, and sometimes Francois would go with me and Killian would lag behind. And where did uh, where did things start to go south? Well, just before La Folie, I, I knew, well, going all the way up uh, Grand Colfere, I think um, I was realizing I wasn't having a hunger to eat the sweet stuff I was carrying mm-hmm. and I had all sweet stuff so that was the beginning of the problems but kind of recognizing it and then trying to prevent such a downfall like what happened at Western States because I mean that was two months ago so yeah I mean I didn't want to start puking in this race like if that happens it could be a really, really bad spot. So trying to prevent things getting completely unraveled and saving the race was more important than pushing it through La Folie because I came through in second. When, in did, when did you make that decision? Like When I let Francois go a little bit on that descent, like, right before the aid station. Wind's not going to happen. Yeah, and, and then it was just like, I know Killian's going to come through in a couple minutes and I can't react to rushing myself to go with him and compete and then no one else passed me through there and like you you stopped for like 15 minutes like you were like, oh, talking it was, like it was over 15 like, minutes i'm gonna regroup the, the soup was going down there mm-hmm. so um that was something going down all i had from basically probably the top of grand colfere to champelac was that soup and so when i get to champelac i knew i was seeing um, Christoph and my crew so it's just like that's where I can hit a hard reset and that's where like lie down for a bit shut my eyes and then also like Tim Tolson's coming through real strong um, he might have been the only one that passed me in the tent mm-hmm. but then like immediately when I go like left it's like just felt like here goes another one here goes <laughs> another one because I'm just all right just keep shuffling just I mean survival mode but you were you were you were in survival mode you were you were gonna go on like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i think for me i'm have a big motivation for hard rock so knowing that it's a hard rock qualifier Mm -hmm. and getting around the mountain is important and then francois saying i think i'm going to apply for hard rock next year is like a i think he would be a monster on that course because how good he is at hiking Mm -hmm. and then um yeah, that intrigues me more too. So and you, uh, so you, you were in survival mode for a while, and then something really hadn't happened in a hunter so, before. Like you really, uh, like had, you had to, you could surge again. Well, maybe it's that it was a longer time yeah. race because mm-hmm. Western States is a bit shorter time. Yeah, and it just didn't necessarily come back yet. Or 2016 wasn't necessarily a body, stomach food bonk. It was more of a mental like oh this sucks like that's really a bummer like just a bummer so what was the feel what was that feeling like in your you know how did it feel to like it was awesome yeah yeah so it was actually the trick was watered down coke 
like half water, half Coke of like, it wasn't as bubbly and it wasn't as sweet and it was going down and yeah. I was getting some sugar in. And then I was able to, I'm like, all right, that's going down. And then I take some peanut M&Ms and I was able to wash those down. And I think four. And like, oh. this was just like magic. And then for my legs to come back, cause I just triple jogging out of Champé Lock, like yeah. so slow. Um, feeling awful and then I go up the climb I manage the climb but then all of a sudden it clicked on the next descent going into Triant and uh, from there I think I started going out of Triant I'm like I'm doing good and someone gave me an update of like there's a couple people just ahead of you and all of a sudden it just became like I'm back in co like competing mode again yeah. and um, at the very end of the climb out of Triant before you start descending into Velocine, it was, I saw them at the top. Yeah. And then the next descent, I just rolled right, I, I, I went right past Pau, Dylan Bowman, and Xavier, yeah. I just rolled past them. But I'm pretty sure Xavier was sitting or something because it sparked something when I went past him. <laughs> he came into Velocine like, and just went through the aid station. And then like, there's like two miles flat before you start climbing again. I'm like trying to run away of like if I can just get away and get him to quit chasing a little bit like maybe I can hold him off and but then like he was closing it like incrementally on the flat and then we hit the climb and he just had another gear on the last climb that I mean the guy knows the mountains here and uh yeah he, he just ran really well on the the climb and then and then end so you, you dip down into Chamonix at the very end yeah we hit the streets and I'm like this is it. This is like where you see lines of Europeans, crowd going crazy. Mm -hmm. You get to celebrate high fives on this side, high fives on that side. And pow is less than a hundred meters behind me. So it's like, I'm parting the Red Sea of like, you guys got to get out of my way. Like, You're like pushing little kids. He's going to chase like, me down. So and it wasn't I, that you didn't want to. Oh, you I want totally <laughs> want the fun finish. I'm all about it. But I mean, if it becomes a race, it's still a race like I could for I mean it's another benchmark if you can get top five here so to be on the fritz of fifth and sixth that was important to me and so I was running 540 545 pace through just a crowd of people just splitting of like he's not slowing down like we got to get out of the way and I feel bad and then by the time I get through the line I'm like my legs are so shot from that effort and like you can go back out and like I don't think that would be a safe thing to do right now. Yeah, you sat on the edge of like, you went straight. No, like the other people were just at least standing around and you went straight to the edge of the bleachers Oh, there I just found the closest seat just, possible. Yeah. Uh, have, have you had a chance to enjoy it uh, afterward now? Yeah, it's good. It's, uh, it's fun. I think this was such a great learning experience, gaining so much respect for a lot of mm -hmm. guys I haven't raced and... It's been a wonderful experience. So many new challenges that I at least got to experience. Whether sometimes I was getting beat up by him or sometimes I was doing good, it was still experiencing it. Um, so that was good. And then uh, still lots of crowds around town. But um, yeah, looking forward to a little bit of vacation still in mm -hmm. Europe before I go back to the States. So that's where I think. Uh, I'll get to decompress and there will be days off on Strava and everything. So nice. we're just running in general, not yeah. even like Strava. It's just like, you will actually take I'm days not, off. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not 
I'm not having dark days on Strava. I'm not running the, the, like a couple days at least. And who knows? It could be. You might not train until you get back. to. Yeah. I I don't have a race set in stone as my next race. So a lot of that's just going to be depending on how my legs feeling. My legs are, haven't felt this beat up after an ultra in a long time. And I think it's just how much of kind of a pain cave I got in on this one. And, push through it and yeah i and don't it, know it's a good it, reminder you know is like, it possible you might not uh run uh, another race this year or are you likely to i don't see me not doing another yeah. race i mean i like races keep me motivated to keep training so small races or big races i like racing yeah. um so i'll more than likely race again this year i mean september uh, third, second, third, third. some. Yeah. The beginning of September. Beginning of September. So a race There's like a lot of year left. A TNF 50s, two and a half months away. Ultra Town, Cape Town, or whatever is three months. So whatever. Like. Looking at the schedule, though, recovery will have to go well for North Face. Because you would need to work on speed. You'd have to switch gears. A good. The speed's there. Yeah. The speed's there. Uh, I think it would be good. There's a lot of strength and and a lot of. Yeah, strength in mountain running that I've gained in this training block and even training blocks leading up to this training block that's been, I think, kind of game-changing in the way I'm able to handle mountains right now. It's, it's, it's changed from Is that last awesome? year. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, you spent some time in Silverton uh, yeah. this summer, and uh, you just mentioned that you now have a hard rock qualifier. Yeah. Uh, I assume you put your name in that one. Uh, what 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 intrigues you? Well, about that? it scares me because Zach Miller got in the pickle this year and Tim Tolson too, um, because uh, first American male at UTM. I mean, look, I took fifth. I I got beat up a bit this race. I still left on a little bit of a positive or a, a good, big positive note. Mm. It was still a great experience. So, um, but you start with goal number one, like. An American male hasn't won at UTMB, and like I think I've even told some people, like, yeah, I'll keep signing up for UTMB until whether I do it or someone else does it. I mean, Tim Tawson's two for two at UTMB, just like he he hits that Swiss border and just starts rolling. <laughs> so uh, I mean, that's how you race it, and he's done amazing. Um, Dylan Bowman, Zach Miller had another solid top 10 performance um and then there's plenty of other americans that could do very well out here so i think it's fun having also the american versus european uh you'd like that uh, kind of challenge mentality i i called it before the race that the americans would outnumber the europeans in uh the top 10 and we lost this year We've only Again, four we only Man. got four so i guess a challenge would be for more americans to you would have lost to cross country uh, scoring as well uh, yeah. country-wise, though, no, we not country were the wise. best. Yeah. We were the best. Uh, I think Spain had three in the top. I was doing cross-country scoring, and we beat Spain, <laughs> and we beat France, because France's third guy was, like, 14th or 15th. Yeah. So we, we did all right. We did all right. Yeah. We're holding our own, but we haven't won it on the men's side yet. But we have the women's example to look forward to, and Rory Bazio like, like, crushed it. So it's like, we can do it. Yeah. So... You're intrigued about Hard Rock. Oh, you, too uh, much on my plate. You, 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 you want to come back to UTMB, yeah. it sounds like. 
Uh, I don't think you've learned how to quit that Western States or how to how to get that Western States thing out of your yeah, system. Yeah, I mean, I've said so far, like as far as Western States, I'm gonna keep swinging until I hit it. Um, That'd be a busy summer. I mean, I know it's like you know out there next year, but yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, um, I'll be out at Hard Rock again next year because I think that was just phenomenal training for this race. Um, I enjoyed my specific training for UTMB out at Hard Rock possibly more than getting on the course out here as far as i i like that higher elevation now do you think that you can but train as hard there can I mean, it's more intensity to no. be down low here i i don't I, think you need to i think yeah. it's a high heart rate low intensity there you just be, because the way i i adapted at, like into um kendall mountain and speed goat was just super confidence inspiring of like i've been literally logging 13 minute miles every day and on Kendall Mountain, rolling 435s down the descent, or Speed Goat, like, this is a pretty good tune-up effort, and it went great, and then comparatively, like, Tim Tawson was in that race, and it's still a mountain race, it's only 50k, but um, you get a little taste, <laughs> and it went well, um, although Tim Tawson ultimately won the, the ultimate duel, because he still got me here, and here's where you want to perform. Yeah. Um, but Speed Goat's a fun race, but UTMB is a bigger. Sorry, Carl. UTMB is a bigger prize than Speed <laughs> I think Goat. I think Carl would probably agree right. with that. You you are wearing his shoes right now. I so. am wearing his shoes. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Jim. That, Thanks, you ran Carl. a solid race. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And a bonus question for you, Jim. Right on. Uh, before races, you speak with a lot of confidence, yeah. and some would say arrogance. Um, but explain where that kind of comes from. Yeah, so like, I think it's a mental approach. It's a psychological thing. That's how I get my own confidence, like, to go try to do what I want to do in a race. And generally, that's try to win it, try to compete up front, maybe try to go for a course record, something like that. And I, I, I say this too even in the pre-race stuff is I want to start with the big goals first and then trickle down and even when I saw you in La Foulie, mm -hmm. it was I gotta let competing for the win go mm -hmm. but there's a lot of goals to be had and I can accomplish a hell of a lot of them still so and I did I accomplished the, the only thing was if I could m somehow move back up in the podium but which I think I was 18 minutes off of Tim at the end but um that Tim ran too strong and it was just it was great and I think I'm a nice guy I don't think I'm necessarily arrogant or too bad it's just I think you need that mentality to and I also tell people you need to lie to yourself in any way you can or need to in order to trick so yourself just, to think that you're that good or this or that or that strong and so it's for yourself yeah. it's your own like sort of mental prep yeah yeah, yeah it's a total yeah. psychological trick like for me, for competitors, but you go in, everybody. You yeah. go in with those BCD goals yeah. as well. And as like the... after a race like this, it's so much admiration and respect. And Francois is the real deal. And Killian's the real deal. And for Tim to execute again like that. And then how strong Xavier was. And not even guys in front of me. Pow trying to run. <laughs> I keep seeing him. I'm like, I will never forget that. 
And then, like, seeing Dylan Bowman out there, and no matter at what point, like, he's just the nicest guy out there. And then, they, so there's so much, like, admiration for everybody doing out there, and we all love doing it. We all respect the training and the work that goes into it. It's, it's not meant to be disrespectful or piss anyone off, but, yeah. Thank it you, It is Jim. what it is, yeah. <laughs>